0: Greenie with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Is it starting to feel a little hypocritical with the NFL when it comes to gambling? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance in Fort Greeny today on Sirius XM Channel 80 as well. Uh, we heard this from Adam Schefter yesterday, who reported that a handful of NFL players, including Colts corner and kick returner Isaiah Rodgers, are expected to receive season-long suspensions this week for violating the NFL's policy on gambling. We don't know when they're going to come. Just as a refresher, here's the policy on gambling: the six most important rules. Number one for players: number one, don't bet on the NFL. Don't gamble at your team facility while traveling for a road game or staying at a team hotel. Don't have someone bet for you. Don't share team inside information. Don't enter a sports book during the NFL playing season. And don't play daily fantasy football. Now, remember, Jameson Williams is going to miss six games. Mm -hmm. Uh, Four Lion players in total were suspended. One Commander's player was suspended. There's been a lot of folks that have come out and started to talk about the hypocrisy of this considering how much money the NFL is taking from gambling companies right now. I understand it, but we are talking about the integrity of the game, and these are the guys who affect the integrity of the
0: game. No doubt about it. And here's the thing. The NFL, in one way or another, has always had a policy against gambling, especially at the team facility or on uh, official team business, but it's not a policy that they've always enforced. Like, think about it. The gambling that we're talking about is sports-related. But there have been plenty of players that have gambled on card games, dice games at the team facility, on the team plane. I mean, I don't know an NFL team that hasn't had players gambling on road trips. I just don't know of one. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of it. So, the the NFL – is in effect picking and choosing what they want to prioritize or what they want to focus on. So it's understandable how some players might be a little loose and fast when it comes to adhering to the rules and not necessarily taking things at face value. I can understand why some guys were saying at the team facility, well, if I place a bet on this college football game, we're talking trash, it's not going to be the end of the world. What the NFL is saying, yes, it is. We don't want to go down the slippery slope of having players bet on sports at all at our team facilities because it could potentially run into a conflict of interest. And the only thing that I would say to that is why the hell is the NFL doing business with all of these sports gambling entities? Like if you want to talk about a conflict of interest, the NFL has relationships with DraftKings and fan duels, and it might not be the league itself, but it's these owners having a stake in those specific companies. Hell, the NFL just moved a franchise to Las Vegas a few years ago. So you want to talk about conflicts of interest and potentially affecting the integrity of the game. We're looking at it from a player standpoint, but to me that's the micro of it all. Think about the macro with the NFL as a league having relationships with these sports gambling entities as a consumer of the product. You have to wonder like, can you trust what the NFL is doing in terms of making sure everything is on the up and up and protecting the shield?
1: Well, with that in mind, here's our guy, Mad Dog, Chris Mad Dog Russo, from his radio show over on M on Mad Dog Sports Radio yesterday on this very topic. It's all sports. It's not
2: just the NFL, but here, this is the last suspension. It drives me crazy. If you're going to support gambling, which the NFL does, they support it wholeheartedly. They got both hands out for every nickel from these places and houses. Every nickel and they can share it amongst the owners. Oh, they love it. And they all have a big party at the end of the year on your dime because you lost. And the NFL can laugh all the way to the bank, yet if one of their players bets 20 bucks, he's suspended for a year. If you don't see something hypocritical in that, I'm not too sure who you are. Practice what you preach. Practice what you preach, Raj. And you don't need the money. What, do you got about $9 a year coming to you from television? From Amazon and ESPN and NBC and Fox and CBS. $9 billion just from TV alone, for crying out loud. TV alone, before you sell a ticket. But here it is. We're going to make sure that our guys get suspended for years and are out of the NFL, but you go out there and you support our team. Bet in the stadium. We don't care. Bet on your phone. Bet in the bathroom. Bet in the parking lot. Bet, 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 bet. <laughs>
1: I love dog. He's always got to put an exclamation point on it. But I, dog, I, dog's not wrong though. No, dog's not wrong. I understand. But Chris, if we're surprised by the hypocrisy in the NFL, why are we surprised by that? Like that's happened forever. Of course, they're taking money where money is available to them, and of course, they're going to not worry about hypocrisy in the least when it uh, affects what the outcome of the games are, they don't care. They're going to take every penny. We can talk about how they don't need every penny. Of course they don't, but they're still going to take it. Well, yeah, I mean, the NFL is
0: about their bottom line, but when it comes to protecting the integrity of the game and, hell, protecting the integrity of people that choose to engage in sports betting, you have to question... Exactly what the hell the NFL is doing. I mean, my buddy Mike Florio made a great point a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about the Philadelphia Eagles and the Arizona Cardinals working out their own arrangement when it came to the tampering with defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon, Mm -hmm. who eventually became the head coach of the Cardinals. Well, think about that. The NFL has the rule in place that teams are not supposed to be engaging in teams with, with coaches that are still in the playoffs. Think about this. The tampering with the Arizona Cardinals happened around the Super Bowl time. Think about all of the people that were placing bets on the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Think about that. Jonathan Gannon is a big piece of the Super Bowl for the Eagles in terms of call and play. Th- think about it. C- do, do the people that bet on the Eagles have a gripe with the NFL because the Arizona Cardinals were allowed to tamper with Jonathan Gannon and the league didn't issue any form of discipline whatsoever? Think about that. A club is tampering with a coach that can impact the outcome of a game which can affect the public's interest in the game, yet they don't face any discipline from the league. But when a player decides that he wants to bet on on a college game or or any other sport at his team's facility, the NFL is going to come down and be heavy-handed. To me, it just – you can't make the math math. You can't square the circle. And that's the biggest issue – With the gambling policy that the league is enforcing on the players, it seems inequitable.
1: It is inequitable. It seems that way because it is inequitable, but the league doesn't care. If you want to... That's something to me that right now is unfortunately going to work against the Players Association because they're locked in the long-term agreement right now. Mm -hmm. So... If you want to go down the line, and I can't sit here and tell you that I know the ins and outs of that and how the gambling money falls into the whole pot and how that's all broken down and all of that. But if you want to specify that more of the revenue from the gambling part of it that goes to the league actually ends up a higher percentage ends up in the player pocket to once again emphasize not to do it. I don't know that's not a perfect solution it's something that you could talk about down the line I don't
0: know that the money flows that way because we're talking about a lot of the money yeah. going to the league but uh, these owners have interests in these gambling companies they've got yeah. interest in FanDuel, in DraftKings, I'm not sure about MGM bets, but I know in FanDuel and DraftKings, you have NFL owners that have stakes in those individual companies, so they're getting it both ways. Yep. They're getting it from the revenue that flows to the league from those companies and advertising, but they're also getting it from their interest, their stakes in those respective companies. So you have to question the integrity of it all from that standpoint. But just taking the flip side of this argument for a second, big fellow, the NFL is a private business. And as a private business, you can set your own rules for your employees. A part of this is, are these players paying a stupid tax? You're told (laughs) that you shouldn't be gambling, especially on the NFL. You know that as a player when you come into this league. I came into the league damn near 20 years ago. I knew you don't bet on football. You don't have anybody close to you betting on football. You know why? It could jeopardize your job security. So for the Jamison Williams, Williamson of the of it all, all of those guys, Isaiah Rodgers, I don't feel bad for you. Don't gamble at your team facility on the apps, and don't bet on football. You're paying a stupid tax. Don't do it. The NFL says don't do it. Don't do it. I get that they don't enforce all the rules equally, and it doesn't seem fair. But don't do it. Calvin Ridley was the perfect example. They gave you that a year ago. They suspended him for what a year for betting on deadly fantasy sports. Don't do it. Don't bet
1: on football. Don't be stupid. There's two other things to this. Uh, Number one, that is certainly one. It's a private business. Being an NFL player is not a right. It is absolutely a privilege. Yeah. And you have to play by those rules, especially when it's a private business. Number two, I can't help but wonder. Now, we actually saw this back in the day with Alex Karras and Paul Horning when they were suspended for gambling. Mm Mm-hmm. What if Patrick Mahomes or a superstar along those lines got caught placing a bet on FanDuel? That guy getting suspended for a year? Yeah,
0: but I don't think that guy would do it just because he's got a half a billion dollar contract.
1: No, no, but I guess my point about it is like, yes... But if a star, if a young star in the league did it, or just somebody that—so if Michael Parsons bet on football, or, or somebody that we don't know what goes on in people's private lives, somebody may have a gambling problem. Who knows? If somebody like that, if that level of player actually was found out to have gambled, would they get suspended? I think it's the, a fa- the fact
0: that you have to ask the question is the problem that the yes. NFL is facing. There is a cloud of suspicion over the entire league because they haven't uh, enforced all of the rules and enforced the discipline toward players equally. And so you have to wonder whether or not they would be willing to do that, recognizing that one of the marquee players generates a huge amount of revenue for the league. So, yeah, there's a question about it, but therein lies the rub for the NFL, which is why they got to clean this mess up. But I don't know that they're cleaning it up when they're taking this stance and being so heavy-handed with the discipline that they're doling out the players. Now, like I said, the flip side of the conversation is they showed you what could happen with Calvin Ridley two years ago. And you still continue to engage in gambling this past season. Again, I think... A lot of these guys that are being suspended now are paying a stupid tax because the NFL gave you the warning
1: and you didn't heed it. So, the question for you is, is the NFL being hypocritical by suspending players for gambling? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. There are a lot of fans out there who have always felt a way about how certain games go and how certain calls are made and all that. So is the league being hypocritical here by doing it? My answer to that would just be a very simple, a duh, absolutely they are, but that's nothing new in professional sports. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Your calls are coming up in just moments. Plus, how could a team actually be affected by being on hard knocks? Could it ruin a season? Someone who's gone through it will tell us next. Canty and
3: Carlin.
4: H-E-L-P dot slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y.
3: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, Clickranger.com or just stop by.
1: Greeny, the podcast. LeBron James has discovered a cinematic classic. We'll get to that later. It's Kennedy and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. We're in for Greeny today, Series XM Channel 80. We welcome in the great Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, who uh, will join us here in just a second. Bubba, is he with us or no? I don't think he's with us. Not Cam is uh, currently on the phone with him. Yeah, ah, they're having okay. a great conversation. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Well, we'll get to Mike in just one sec. You and know, sometimes Mike now. is all
0: thumbs. You know, you saw in that clip from Hard Knocks where tripped over do himself that to him? while he was trying to catch punts in a contest with Rex Ryan.
1: We literally said we weren't going to bring this up. Come on.
0: I don't get tired of it. It doesn't get old to I'm me. I'm sure so. he does. Well, that's, Bye, that's a him problem, Cam. I'm here for the best entertainment for the show for our audience. And Mike Tannenbaum tripping over himself
1: trying to catch a punt is hilarious. How you doing, Mike? Oh, my God. What an intro. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I was not planning on bringing it up, and then he just went right there. We'll we'll get to the hard knocks thing in a second. Not necessarily that part of it. Uh, But we appreciate it as always. Mike, we were just talking about... Ah, uh, the league and the gambling suspensions that are coming down right now, and you know it continues to happen uh, with the players. But the league now being in bed with these betting entities—what do you make of that whole, that whole, uh, the way, the dynamic, whole scenario yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, that dynamic.
5: Yeah, guys, it's a very simple question, a complicated answer. You know, I'm privileged to be on the faculty yet. Columbia University in their master's program, and we've studied this. This actually goes back to, like, 2015, and Commissioner Silver wrote um, about gambling in our country and where it was going, and, look, it's here to stay. Like, we, we all know that, um, and, candidly, it all drives, you know, your, all of our salaries uh, for those of us that are, you know, privileged to cover it, so it, it impacts everybody either directly or indirectly. And I think this is one of those situations, guys, where ideally, like, you know, this is where you want to hear the word partnership between the NFL and the NFLPA. Like, I got to think the NFL takes no pleasure in suspending these players. It's going to cost them, obviously, a ton of money and, and, and reputation and other things. And I just think it's education, it's partnership. But, you know, for all the sports guys, like gambling is here to stay.
0: Mike, and I just want to get this clear from a mechanic standpoint when it comes to how the NFL investigates these various infractions. Is it the club having to report these to the to the NFL, or does the NFL use NFL security to do that
5: on their own? Yeah, I think it's – candidly, Chris, I think it's both. I know um, from a club perspective, uh, you do have an affirmative responsibility that if you know of a league rule that's been violated, you do have a responsibility to report You know, much the way – institutions have uh, honor codes. Um, <laughs> I think it would be almost impossible, though, to know that, you know, in some cases, like where the gambling actually happened, um, you know, like no no one's saying they're checking, you know, nor do you have the right to check someone's cell phone. So I think a lot of things that we're reading about in the media, I'm sure has to deal much more with like digital surveillance and digital fingerprints than anything else
1: mike tannenbaum espn nfl front office insider mike if you're in charge of an organization how are you going about continuing to enforce this even outside of what the league does not even enforce it but really to monitor it uh, when you can't have electronic surveillance so to speak
5: yeah i think it's education you know candidly, like we talked about it all the time all the teams i was with you know and it has to do with other things too you know making good decisions when you drink, you know, having, you know, a ride available, like when you're with an NFL team, it's very high profile and the bumps on the road that you may have um, as a regular citizen are magnified and the consequences are a lot higher when you're with a team. So be gambling, you know, drinking, whatever it may be, you know, I think you have a responsibility as a leader, just to sit, you know, be in front of it to the extent you can, knowing that things are going to happen, but, The League, the Players Association, they do do a very good job of providing resources in in a lot of things, you know, discounts with like ride services or if it's mental health and, you know, the services that are available there, you know, including like confidential counseling. So I think sometimes the, the challenge is like people don't know all the resources that are available.
0: Talking to ESPN NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum on Greeny and Mike T switching gears a little bit in 2010, your team was on hard knocks this season. Should teams like the jets be looking at hard knocks, potentially being a distraction, or is that just an excuse if things don't go according to plan?
5: Yeah, I think it's worth a lot of Chris. We talked about this on get up. Like here's the bottom line. Like if you trade for Aaron Rodgers, an all time great quarterback in New York, like that's just the tax of that acquisition. Like, you're all in, you know, like the least of your worries, to be candid, is hard knocks. Like go back a couple of days ago in in New York, you know, Steve Cohen's on the back page of all the tabloids. Like if you have a three-game losing streak, they're going to have much bigger things to worry about than um, hard knocks, which is run by NFL Films, which does an absolutely amazing job. So um, I I think it's a very minor thing compared to what – All the publicity they will be getting.
1: Well, and it's amazing to me, Mike, that it would be considered a distraction because the team itself has approval over all the video, correct? Like, you knew what was going to be in the show. Well, like, yeah, I mean, if somebody
5: was dumb enough to fall down in a punk competition, like, those things would (laughs) never see the light of day, Chris.
1: (laughs) I wasn't talking about that, Mike. You went there for the record.
5: (laughs) Mike, Mike,
0: I know everybody is in that honeymoon period because the franchise just got Aaron Rodgers, but I wanted to get down to brass tacks with you. Looking at it uh, from a a macro standpoint, how much pressure is on Joe Douglas and Rob Sala to have a successful season this year? I guess the translation of that would be, could they potentially be on the hot seat this season?
5: Well, I would just say generally like, you know, I don't think it's for me to say like when somebody should necessarily lose a job, but what I would say is like again, when you go out, Chris, and give up what they gave up to get Aaron Rodgers and make all the other moves like you're trying to win, like that's no secret. Um and it's New York and when it's great, as you know, Chris, as a world champion, like it's great times 10 and when it's not good, it's bad times 10. So those are things that you're thinking about candidly in your office late at night in January and February, and you're looking at pros and cons, like, you know, they could have gone with Zach Wilson for another year and try to develop him. But, you know, to their credit, like, in my opinion, like they made the right move, like they're all in. And uh, hopefully it works out for them because, you know, the alternative, you know, obviously could, could be pretty significant.
1: Mike, last one for me. Uh, we have exactly 10 weeks to the start of the NFL season today. What is the storyline that has your attention the most, either between now and training camp or now and the start of the season?
5: You know, probably DeAndre Hopkins. I think if he goes to a team like New England, I think he could really impact them guys, and I think they would have a chance to make a meaningful improvement on offense and get to the playoffs, and I think he's probably the best player not with the team right now.
1: Mike, we appreciate it. Great talking to you. Thanks for the time. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, joining us. The former Jet GM, the former Dolphins executive vice president. We have got a chance to talk to you next at 888-SAY-ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six 729 3776 on the NFL and players gambling. Is the league being hypocritical in all of this? And what is your take on it? Because... There are more than a few fans who always feel like something's a little bit amiss when it comes to games, even though that probably isn't the case. Hit the phone lines now. They are open for you at 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on
3: ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: Greeny, the podcast. All right, let's hit it. Calls, 888, say ESPN. Mike, up first on ESPN Radio. Mike, what do you think?
4: Hey, guys. So... I don't really find it hypocritical because, like, I, I let's say me—I work at a grocery store. and manage a grocery store.
1: All right, good talk. Off the
4: clock
5: or
1: whatever. Oh, we lost but, you there for a sec, Mike.
4: Um, you got me now.
1: Yeah, go ahead.
4: Yeah, all right. So, like, turn yeah, your radio off, store. Mike. God. Come on, I'm on my speaker. <laughs> let's
1: right, let's let's let Mike go. That did not go well.
0: You turn your radio off when you come on the This radio. guy
1: has, by the way, been on hold for like 30 minutes. He's had all this time to prepare what he wanted to say and didn't t- turn his radio yeah, off. Yeah, there's
0: no problem with being on speakerphone. You just have to have your radio off. Well, you he wanted to yeah. talk
1: about a job
0: being rules. There are also
1: rules if you're going to call the radio show. Yeah, seriously. So let's <laughs> get it together. Here we go. Hope he doesn't act like this yeah. at the grocery It's not store. a right. It's a privilege, yeah. Mike. Well, I mean,
0: here's the thing. We understand that there are rules with every job, but the problem that the NFL runs into is – you have those rules in place to protect the integrity of the game. But why are we not to question the integrity of the game when you actually are involved on the sports betting side as well? Yeah. Where you benefit from that? Does it's that fair. make sense?
1: It's fair. I mean, I, I think the only argument they would make is they don't officially uh, interfere with the outcome of the games, and that's what they're worried about, keeping it on the up and up. Well, how do we know that, though? We,
0: we don't know that. That's the thing. We don't know. Like, like, that's, the, that's the problem with sports gambling in general. The reason why they want to be heavy handed with the players is that they don't want players sharing inside information or potentially using their inside information to gain an unfair advantage when it comes to gambling. How do we know that the NFL doesn't do that? Again, a lot of these owners have vested interests in these sports betting apps, DraftKings and FanDuel. They are privy to inside information. So if we're going to question the integrity of the game when players participate in sports gambling and betting online, why are we not to question the integrity of the game from the standpoint of the owners being involved with sports, sports gambling?
1: Lou, next on ESPN Radio. Lou, what's going on?
5: Hey guys, I, I think it's almost impossible to, to separate them. You know, I feel like the only upside that the NFL is doing is, you know, people get into problems, you know, and, and people are not great gamblers like we talked about before. Um, so I think that's one thing, but I also feel like those people... Are going to have a bookie or something, you know what I'm saying? They're going to have another vehicle for doing that.
2: Well,
1: let's, um, I mean, let's not I, be naive about it. Even before this was all happening, right now it's just that the league is getting a piece of the money and is very comfortable taking the money. But as far as this happening before, there were always the dangers of that kind of thing happening before with illegal wagering and betting with a bookie. Yeah, I mean, th- there was always
0: that, but I think, the NFL has an easier way of investigating this because of everything being online and the digital footprints, like Mike Tannenbaum mentioned, it's easier to track whether or not a player is participating in that. But I I don't know how you can't look at it as hypocritical. Now, that being said, the NFL players are made aware of it, and they should know better. Like, there are just some things that you can't do because you have this job, whether it's hypocritical from the owners or not. I I still think – there's a stupid tax to be paid if they if players choose to go down that road, but I don't know how you can sit here and look at the situation and say there isn't some hypocrisy on the behalf of the NFL and its owners.
1: Yeah, listen, uh, you're right about the players and you're right about this. My my thing is like maybe it's just the cynic in me, but like I am not shocked by any sort of hypocrisy from owners in any professional sports when it comes to making money because that ulti- they don't care about hypocrisy ultimately yeah they don't care about how they, they look they care about well
0: here's the here's the other thing they're concerned about the optics of it this is good optics for both of their businesses, from mm-hmm. the league as far as an entertainment product and for their ownership stakes in sports gambling because they're being viewed as protecting the integrity yes. and not allowing anybody to have yes. an unfair competitive <laughs> advantage. Now, I will say this, big fellow. Since we're harping on integrity of the game, I get that you want to be heavy-handed with these players and that makes sense. But how about we get some referees that are full-time employees of the league? Yeah. the league make that... enough money where we can have full-time referees Like, think about the fact that a referee can have another full-time job and do this part-time and make calls that can impact the outcomes of games and the outcomes of people engaging in sports wagering, that to me – Impacts the integrity of the game on the field. and impacts the integrity of the game when it comes to sports gambling. That's a damn problem too. I don't see the league using the hammer to address that one.
1: That should have been addressed a long time ago. It's ridiculous. It's time ago. ridiculous. And Chris, it boils down to this: they don't want to pay the benefits that comes with f- a full-time no, job. No, but but, here,
0: but here's the thing: they're being hell-bent on protecting the integrity of the game by slapping these suspensions on these players and taking money out of their pocket. Well, damn it! If you're so hell bent on that, why don't you be hell bent about negotiating with the union for the referees and getting full-time employees at referees, so we can stop with the inconsistency when it comes to calls and blowing the outcomes on potential games.
1: Canty and Carlin in for Griny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Jackson up next on ESPN Radio. What do you got, bud?
5: What's going on, fellas? Love the show. Love the discussion. Um, I'm in Dallas. Uh, where NFL is king, but we cannot gamble in Dallas in Texas. But NFL is super critical. They have always been. I don't think it's a bad thing. But bottom line, they love money. And if it impacts money in a positive way, they're going to do it. Negative way, they get rid of it. And so if they're gambling and, and with these, these big companies and making money for them, it benefits the whole league. It benefits the owners, the players. It benefits the stands, the stadiums. And so it's why I want to stop unless someone says it has a negative impact. And until then, they're going to keep it hypocritical because money is what they value. You know, it's Period. funny.
1: I, I'm usually the naive one when it comes to this kind of stuff, and yet I feel like the cynical one in this. You're right. Of course it's all hypocritical on their part. Sure. And they should be doing the right thing, but they just, they don't care. <laughs> they, don't, they care about all the things that you're talking about, the integrity, the optics, all of that stuff. Somebody calls them a hypocrite, they don't care. That, that doesn't matter.
0: Well, here's the other thing. You're, the fans are always going to side with the owners and the teams. Because Which, the I, for owner, the, the life
1: of me, I've never understood. Well, it
0: happens every time when we see a contract negotiation, yes. too. But in these instances, when there becomes suspensions, because fans look at it from the standpoint of the mm. player having a shelf life, and the owners and the teams being around forever. And they love football, so they're always going to lean in that way. But that doesn't mean the owners and the teams are always right no, no
1: They're like establishing policy and enforcing policy. And the other reason the players never get the good side of the fans is that they're, the, the f- players are basically attached to a number, and that number is what their contract is. So a fan looks at it and says, I'd play football for $40 million, blah, 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 blah. If you saw what the numbers were that were attached to owners— if you had any clue that's, that's you a, would be a players person so fast it's that,
0: not even that's farming. the laughable part about this right because everybody wants to talk about how much the players make but you do realize there's somebody signing their name to that check yes that means that there's somebody that has the money who to is give. more
1: than comfortable to write a check for 40 and million. and they dollars. don't take any hits yes they don't take any hits
0: so I mean here's the thing I I, I get where most fans are coming from with, with this. And I'm not saying that the players should be absolved of blame because they shouldn't. They should know better under the circumstances. I'm just pointing out the hypocrisy from the NFL and the inequality when it comes to what aspects of the gambling policy that they
1: are enforcing. Let's hit Vito on ESPN Radio. Video, Vito, what do you say? Or video. What's up, bud? Uh, I
4: just want to make a quick point. I do think it's a contradiction because – as we all know, Vegas is doing the same thing. They 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 control the outcome of some of these uh, sports games. So I do think it's a contradiction between. The Why do you think that Vegas is controlling
1: the outcome of some of these games?
4: Uh I just you know, as a sports fan, we all know that with the gambling in Vegas and the point spreads, we all know that these games are sometimes being controlled. Yes, I can't, I can't believe that. No, you know, you
0: know, I can't believe that. Vito, thanks for the call. I can't go there, man. I
1: have never as much as, and I, I mentioned this before, there are plenty of fans out there who do believe that. Yeah. And I bring that up just to say this. I have never once in my life, outside of a professional wrestling event, felt like the outcome was predetermined. Well, I can't believe
0: that the outcome is predetermined because it takes away the legitimacy of my Super Bowl ring. And you were in it. Like, I, can't, I, can't, <laughs> I can't believe that. So I, I'm not going to buy into that. But what I will say is this. If you're the NFL, you have to take away every reason for Vito and every other fan to think that this is fixed. And the way you do that is by making sure that the players adhere to the gambling policy. That means you being consistent in how you enforce the the gambling policy, all aspects of it. But also, it wouldn't hurt you to have full-time refs. It wouldn't hurt you with all of these blown calls that we've seen from referees. That wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt to have the Sky Judge be able to overrule the field refs in real time. It wouldn't hurt you. Being, able to, being seen as doing everything that you can to protect the integrity of the game goes a long ways to establishing confidence and public trust in the entertainment product. The NFL has not done that in every aspect, and that's why to me it's unfair that they're
1: being so heavy-handed with the discipline that they're giving these players for violating the gambling policy. Greeny, coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. I, I saw this like a half hour ago, and I just am laughing to myself. LeBron James this morning tweeting about watching the movie Teen Wolf from 1985, here's mm-hmm. the tweet. Sitting here watching Teen Wolf, and then he puts in parentheses, 1985, yeah. so as not to be con- confused with the uh, show from MTV, the last basketball scene when he didn't go back to the Wolf is the funniest basketball I've ever seen with about a million crying laughing emojis. And then, and why, how is old buddy standing under the rim <laughs> at the end of the <laughs> game <laughs> to win with free throws? <laughs> Let me tell you something. There is not a more underrated... Funny basketball movie or sports movie than Teen Wolf? An American classic. Oh my god! Now it's my so favorite, good. my
0: favorite scene in Teen Wolf is when he's on top of the bus. Yeah, he got Surfing USA playing. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the movie. Love that. Like <laughs> uh, he is in
1: one, coming out of his shell completely. I kind of, I kind of enjoyed the the real heart to heart that he and his dad had when he found out that he and was his dad turned into descended a wolf. <laughs> wolf. Yes.
0: that was a good one. And not the most interesting tweet from LeBron James this morning, though. No, the. Most interesting tweet from LeBron James. I guess we're going to Atlanta. That referencing Bronny being <laughs> drafted next summer, assuming he's a one and done by the Atlanta Hawks. That was a
1: mock draft somewhere. Having yeah. going to Atlanta.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just saying. LeBron James and Bronny in Atlanta. I'm sure, Trey Young. Would like you gotta, that. you gotta believe this is it for LeBron in L.A. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And that's the part that concerns me a little bit about what they're doing. It's just like. You're re-signing the young players, which I think is the right move, but you're, you're betting a lot on those guys to be able to round into form uh, enough to close the gap between where the Lakers finished last season and where the Denver Nuggets are. And I just don't know, I just don't know if that's going to happen. Like this is, it feels like a one-year proposition with the Lakers before they're going to have to tear it all down and retool it.
1: Let's end it on this.
4: I'm sorry, what?
0: What, what, what?
1: I'm sorry, what? what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? What? NHL Draft was on ESPN last night. Rough moment for Carey Price, the Canadian's goaltender. Before we get to that, can we comment on
0: Connor Bedard's jacket? That that powder blue jacket, yeah, it was that sharp. was outstanding. Sharp.
1: <laughs> outstanding, <Sharp. laughs> black. Well
0: done, well done, young man. Hey,
1: he's supposed to be. Uh, he's, he's supposed to be amazing. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, I mean, a port, according to our own Emily Kaplan, there's one hockey executive that said he wouldn't be surprised if this guy scores sixty points as a rookie. Wow,
1: wow, crazy, crazy. But go on. So, fifth pick in the draft, the Montreal Canadiens drafted David Reinbacker. Excuse and- me. What? David Rhinebacker. Oh, that's a David linebacker. No, no, David (laughs) Rhinebacker. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Carey Price, Canadian's goaltender, uh, was charged with making the announcement of the pick. Bonsoir. Le Canadian de Montréal
3: are proud to select David.
1: (laughs) Somebody comes up to help. We planned it that way. David <laughs> Reinbacker. <laughs> Reinbacher. <laughs> Poor Carrie. I just feel like they've got to give them phonetic. How does he not have a card? He didn't have a card in front of him. He didn't have a card in front of him? No, hand him the card. Like, they have the whole group, people from the organization up there. Chris, I feel like like
0: there's, especially in a sport like hockey, where you've got some off-the-wall names, I feel like they have to have the phonetic spelling of the name on the card. It's hockey. When they give the guy. And the guy has to have a card.
1: Carey Price has the easiest name in all of hockey. Give him a card, for Pete's sake. Now, there's
0: some danger in getting a card, because this happened to me once upon a time, 2018 draft in Dallas, I was handed a card by an NFL staffer, never to be seen again, that said Lorenzo Carter, linebacker, Clemson. And of course, Lorenzo Carter went to Georgia. Huh. They sandbagged me. i tell you what they They did. sandbagged me. Served you up
1: the old screw job. That'll happen. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio